Hey, I'm Tyler with the Sports Stop. You're here to listen to me talk about sports, right? Okay, let's talk. All right, so let's jump right in. My three biggest takeaways from NFL Sunday, and we'll go in depth, obviously, like we do every single Monday. We talk about it, we discuss it, and we try not to overreact. So, obviously, we have the Raiders as my uh, my first takeaway. Um, I think the Raiders are done for the season. I truly do. I just don't see them as a good team. I don't see them as a playoff team. I think on paper they had a chance to be a pretty good team. I know some people actually picked them to win the AFC West and you know be one of those better teams in the AFC. But through eight weeks, I just don't see it. What are they, two and five? So I just don't see a, a world where the Raiders make the playoffs and heading off the bye week and into this week we said that they had like a month stretch of easy games that they could easily turn around and be a 500 team and make a playoff push and I just I think the the Saints are the first step to them you know their bridge just crumbling um they were shut out yesterday by the Saints 0 to 24 which is absolutely unacceptable. Yes, they didn't have Darren Waller. Devontae Adams had an illness, so he did not do basically anything on the field whatsoever. Um, He had like one reception for three yards or two yards. It was awful. And they had Josh Jacobs. So it's not like they didn't have the pieces. On offense, all they were missing was Darren Waller. And if you're telling me Darren Waller is a 24-point difference you're insane so I think just it's not their year last year they made the playoffs but like every team in the NFL or every season in the NFL there's always one or two teams who always has the breaks and wins all the one score games and the following season that goes back and they end up missing the playoffs the Raiders they were like six and one or six and two last season in one possession games. I think that's completely going the opposite way, um, especially until this week. And you know, I just don't see a world where the Raiders make the playoffs after two and five. Um, even though the AFC is kind of not as good as we thought, there's still good teams in the AFC. Like, don't kid yourself. A team that's four and four is probably the seven seed right now. Like I think the Patriots are almost in the playoff picture and they're four and four. Like I want to say the Jets are five and three and they're in the playoff picture. So I just don't see a world where the Raiders make the playoffs. Um I think in their division alone, the Chiefs are better. And the Chargers, I think the Chargers are done for the season. I think the Broncos, say what you want, but the Broncos are starting to creep up there and wins. I think they're like three and four or three and five, something like that. So the Broncos are putting up some wins and the Raiders aren't even better than the Broncos right now. So say what you want about the Raiders, but I think they're done for the season. Um, Next up, I watched this game. 
It was a great game. It I I turned it off after like the last like two or three minutes of the game. It was just over. Um, but I, the Dallas Cowboys are they a top tier contender? Which means are they a Super Bowl contender or are they just out of the you know bubble that everybody has? I see them as a fringe Super Bowl contender. I don't see them as a world beater team that is a top tier contender that's in the Super Bowl bubble. I think in the NFL this season is definitely an interesting season for many, you know, points. I think I saw some stats um in through the first 7 weeks this is one of the um slowest starts for offenses and scoring in general in the last like half decade or something like that or last like eight years um same as fantasy football so I just think with defenses being a little bit better this year we're seeing the offenses not be as good so I think with rule changes I think having a explosive offense is more impactful than it would be in the previous five years and Yes, Dallas hung 49 on the Bears yesterday. But even though, yes, the Bears beat the Patriots in crazy fashion um, in Week 7 on Monday night, I don't see the Bears as a good team. And even though Dallas routed the Bears, I think just so many things went right for Dallas in that game that it was a blowout. And let me explain. In the third quarter, Dallas was leading 28-23. to So a Dallas defense that was not really allowing 20 points or more in 75% of their games allowed 23 points to the Chicago Bears in three quarters. So you have that, okay? And then you have the defensive touchdowns. You have the turnovers. So many things went right for Dallas that even though... The score is so lopsided. The game through three quarters wasn't lopsided. You saw it exactly with the the uh, Lions last week. It was a one-score game in the second half until Jamal Williams fumbled it on the goal line. So, yes, Dallas squeaked out with two wins, which I wouldn't consider this Bears game a squeak-out win, but it was a one-possession game. So it's not like Dallas is blowing out these teams and just scoring more and more and more points. Yes, Dak Prescott looked great in the first half against the Chicago defense. Him and CeeDee Lamb connected on a really nice touchdown pass, and they're starting to get the rapport back and the rapport in general. Dalton Schultz, he's looked really good with Dak Prescott back. So... This offense has looked really well. Don't even get me started on the whole Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott thing. But Dallas is a top-tier contender. I don't see it. I don't see it. I think this NFL season's a little bit different from the last you know couple of years. Usually every NFL season you have seven teams that are... You could see them making and winning the Super Bowl. I don't see that this year. I see four teams max that could that could win the Super Bowl and be in it. Um, I have the Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles, um, what's the other team? Kansas City Chiefs, and the San, sorry, five teams. 
Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, and then the NFC teams, I have Eagles and Niners. Those are my five teams. Minnesota's really good on paper, but their defense is just anemic, and they barely beat Arizona, who's kind of not a great team. So Dallas, I see them kind of as a on-the-fringe team, but I think in 2022, you can't have a defense lead you to championships. Maybe 10 years ago, but not anymore. I think at some point you have to have a consistent offense week to week, and Dallas is not a consistent offense. I think they're kind of a snowball rolling downhill um, type of team. So when the defense is clamping the opposing team's offense, that's when Dallas really just puts the team away. So Dallas is a top-tier contender? I don't think so. I think they're a fringe team, and I can see them winning a playoff game. But other than that, I think they'll be out in the divisional round. All right, so next topic. And lastly, NFC beasts falling apart. So there's two teams I want to talk about. We're going to quickly cover these two teams. Um, I just don't see it with these two teams. Maybe one makes the playoffs just because of the NFC being weak. Um, the Los Angeles Rams and Green Bay Packers. So both of these teams are under 500. I want to say they're both 3-5 and five, um, through 8 weeks. The Rams obviously got blown out by the 49ers who... The 49ers are a Super Bowl contending team. And with Christian McCaffrey um, being you know inserted into this offense completely now with three total touchdowns yesterday, I think this... Rams team is just they might squeak into the playoffs but I think they're a one and done I think if they played Dallas they would lose to Dallas and now Cooper Cup is dealing with an ankle injury because Sean McVay put him in and kept him in for a bubble screen with a minute left down by double digits I think this Rams team is just not their year now do they if, if they could take last year back and not get rid of all their draft picks, Max Stafford, Von Miller, all that, would they do it? I don't think so. Because what is the ultimate goal? Win a Super Bowl. And they did that. I think that gets you a three- to four-year window to for a coaching staff and a GM and a regime to be, look, we won the Super Bowl. We went all in. We won it. We did it. Give us a few years, and we can get back. I think that's what the Niners are doing this year. They're kind of going... All in. That's why they traded so many picks for Christian McCaffrey. And I was skeptical of the Christian McCaffrey trade. And yes, it looks like a great trade right now after he had three total touchdowns yesterday. I, It's more of the long game that I am worried about with the Niners trading that many draft picks. I think after a few games, you're going to be like, oh, this is a home run steal for the Niners, to get Christian McCaffrey for that many picks. But I think give it a year or two, that's when I think the Panthers will win the trade. But going back to the Rams, there's just such a star-heavy team. All you need is one or two injuries to your key star players, and you're not nearly the same team. So you have a injury-rattled Cooper Cup, or an injury now to Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford just doesn't look the same. Allen Robinson, who you paid, just doesn't 
he's completely useless this year. Um, Aaron Donald's looked all right. He hasn't looked great. Jalen Ramsey, the same thing. He's kind of lost half a step, it seems like. Bobby Wagner's been good. But just a star-heavy team, like I said, all you need is one or two injuries to your key players, and you're not near the same team. Um, With them not, you know, resolving some of their key issues with, I think, one of the most underrated topics that no one talked about was Andrew Whitworth retiring and the Rams just saying, we don't need offensive linemen to win this. We don't. They lost Andrew Whitworth to retirement, and then I think they lost, I can't remember what other, um, I think it was an interior lineman to another team. He won in free agency. He got paid. Um, He got paid to go to a different team. I can't remember what it is, but they lost two offensive linemen, and particularly Andrew Whitworth, who was a top five left tackle, and they didn't, they didn't address it. And now their left tackle that they had as a backup is now injured. Uh, no boom, he's out for the year. So I think it's just not the Rams' year. That's fine. Uh, next year they'll come back. Maybe they'll be better. But as of this year, I don't see them you know, winning anything. Um, Packers. I think the Packers are a more solvable issue than the Rams for the reasons that the Packers, if they get a good wide receiver, I think that pretty much solves all their issues. That pretty much solves all their issues as Aaron Rodgers can depend on a receiver. But the issue is, I think... With their schedule coming up and it's being so tough. And then even if you trade for a receiver, it's going to take maybe three weeks to get them inserted into the offense. And at that point, you're in week 12. And you're two or three games under 500, possibly. And then on top of that, Aaron Rodgers also isn't great with guys who are, you know, younger players who haven't been there for a few years in the system. You can't, just for an example, what I'm trying to say is, you put A.J. Brown, let's let's say you trade A.J. Brown right now from the Eagles to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is not going to trust A.J. Brown in the first month that he's going to be there. Yes, he might just throw a couple go balls and you know balls like that to AJ Brown but I don't see a world where Aaron Rodgers clicks with a teammate after a month of him being on the team unless if he's a savvy savvy veteran who is a great player who's more of a physical player kind of like a DK Metcalf but a older version um who you can basically just throw out 50-50 balls and he can come down with it. Um, I just don't see a world where the Packers fix their issue on the receiver end. Um, I've seen a couple stories that they were linked to Chase Claypool. Um, the weird one is A.J. Green. I don't see why they would go for A.J. Green. Um, even if they gave up like a 6th or a 7th, I just don't see a world why they would even do that. Um Otherwise, I just don't I don't see it. 
Kenny Galladay is one player I would look at if I was the Packers, if the Giants can eat up most of the salary. Because Kenny Galladay is a, he's a good player. I just think he's not playing well in the New York. And he's also a veteran. So you can kind of get that veteran status. Aaron Rodgers has played against Kenny Galladay because he was on the, the Lions. So I think that potentially could be a trade you could see. But that would also depend on the Giants eating up a lot of that salary. But if anything, I don't see either of these teams. If I had to put money on it, I wouldn't put the Packers or the Rams in the playoffs. Um, I just don't see it happening, even in the weak NFC. So that is my takeaway for Sunday's games. Obviously, we're going to cover the Cincinnati and Cleveland game um, tomorrow night. Or sorry, tomorrow morning. We're going to have a podcast out like usual, obviously. Um, So I appreciate you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great week. And uh, hopefully this Monday night game is going to be good. Peace.